from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. Credit unions work closely with suppliers every day for almost every aspect of operations. Suppliers print marketing materials, stock vending machines, and equip branches with the hand sanitizer, personal protective equipment, and plexiglass barriers needed to safely conduct business. But opportunities exist to think more strategically about these partnerships. A supplier diversity plan is one way credit unions can drive growth while strengthening the communities they serve. I'm Casey Mishlevy, Deputy Editor with CUNA News. In this episode, I speak with Lara Brusher, founder and principal consultant at Brusher Consulting, and a former credit union business development manager. Drawing on her extensive experience in the credit union movement, Brusher discusses how supplier diversity strategies empower credit unions to uphold their missions and values while forging partnerships and driving growth. As she explains, supplier diversity provides business benefits, promotes equity, and supports small businesses, all of which align perfectly with credit union philosophy. Lara, let's start by talking about what supplier diversity actually is. Before we get into what supplier diversity is, I think that it's best for us to define what a diverse supplier is. A diverse supplier is a business, an organization, a firm that's at least 51% owned and operated by an individual or group that's part of a traditionally underrepresented or underserved group. So you can think about this as minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, disabled-owned businesses, veterans, even LGBTQIA. Those are all businesses that would fall under the umbrella of a diverse supplier. So now that we've defined what a diverse supplier is, supplier diversity is basically a business strategy that ensures a diverse supplier base in the procurement of goods or services for any business or organization. So in other words, it's giving the opportunity to diverse organizations to work for you or work with you to provide goods and services. That's a great definition and a good entry point for us to understand the concept. And Laura, you and I actually met through the credit union movement. We worked together at a credit union and you've worked at several credit unions. Based on your experience, why is it important for credit unions to consider a supplier diversity strategy? It's super important for credit unions to consider supplier diversity because credit unions are already known for their work in the community. They are always seeking out the right thing to do, whether that's creating financial education programs, volunteering in the community, providing essential services like, Casey, you and I worked on this paper shredding days for our members. So I think that supplier diversity perfectly falls into the category of the right thing to do and upholds credit union values. And, you know, in 2018, the U.S. Small Business Administration estimates that there are about 8 million minority-owned companies in the United States. That's a huge opportunity. And as credit unions are there to offer fair 
balanced, equitable products for all. The same thing with supplier diversity, offering a fair, balanced playing field for these suppliers to be able to bid on projects that larger companies bid on. And what are some of the business benefits of having a supplier diversity program? There are a plethora of business benefits to having a supplier diversity program. So for instance, the supplier diversity program can widen your pool of qualified suppliers and it promotes competition in the supply base. So more competition often means the quality of work improves. So you're going to be getting higher quality goods and services at competitive prices from companies who really want to prove themselves and are grateful to you for giving them a chance. So many diverse suppliers are smaller businesses, which means they can often be more nimble and enact changes quicker than larger companies who may be dealing with internal red tape. Now, this may sound familiar because this is often, and I come from a business development background, This is often the sort of thing that we at credit unions were telling people when we were talking about the difference between credit unions and big banks. Credit unions are more nimble. They can come out with a product faster. They can change how they service a product faster. They can get you to the right person you need to be speaking with faster. Because just like with credit unions, you're a name, not a number. That's the same thing with the supplier diversity program is giving the opportunity and the visibility to small businesses who may not have that elsewhere. They may get lost in the shuffle. So let me give you an example of what I mean by small businesses being nimble, especially on the onset of COVID-19 and so many small businesses have been having to shutter, have been having to furlough employees, have been applying for PPP loans, things that are really going to assist them. And small businesses can quickly pivot. If you have an issue that comes up during one of your projects and you're with a huge, large company, you're going to be having to go through layers and layers of bureaucracy to get something done. Whereas if you're working with a smaller company, you may be able to get to the right person quicker let them know what the issue is quicker, and they can turn around and come up with a solution quicker. So that's why small businesses are so crucial to institutions like credit unions who have smaller projects that need to be done faster. And credit unions are in the business of relationship building. We want to build relationships with members, with employees, and among employees. So I think it's right in line with credit union values that we would also want to build relationships with the suppliers that we work with. Because what you're describing is really relationship building. And in the long run, that's going to make it much easier to get projects done. Absolutely. It also helps small businesses grow. So a business can't really grow without experience. It's kind of like that old adage of when you're trying to get your first job and the job requires a level of experience, but you can't get that experience unless you get hired for the job. And it sort of becomes this chicken and the egg thing. It's the same thing for these small businesses trying to get work. They really are looking for that one opportunity to prove themselves that they can then leverage that opportunity into larger projects down the road. And This is great because if you are helping a small business grow at your credit union and you have a business banking wing, 
that could become your most loyal member is that business that you gave a chance to who says, wow, this credit union really understands the community, understands me and my business. I'm going to bring my business here and I'm going to tell everybody about this credit union. And you made another very interesting point, which is about it makes employees feel confident about where they're working, right? It makes them feel more enthusiastic and proud of where they work. Absolutely. Having diverse programs like these internally and externally will attract your most wonderful employees. You're going to attract employees who want to work for organizations that are community-minded, and we are always looking for talent that's going to match our values. What are some of the positive changes that we see in communities when companies enact supplier diversity programs? First of all, using local diverse small businesses benefits the communities in a number of ways. Because it encourages competition amongst the businesses, what it can also do is inspire people to start their own businesses. It gives potential entrepreneurs the ability to see that there could be opportunities for them. So a great example of this is one of the suppliers that I've worked with is a woman-owned hoisting company. So we've kind of done our research and we haven't really found any other company in the country that is woman-owned, Black-owned hoisting. Hoisting means crane operations, elevator operations on tall buildings, you know, those kinds of things. One of the reasons that the founder started it is that she said when she got into the business, she saw nobody who looked like her even doing the crane operations. And so she wanted to be that inspiration for young women to see that not only can a Black woman do this job, but she can own the company. She can own the equipment. She can hire the people to do the work. And this woman, since we've started with her, has gone from two employees to 12 employees. And she is getting ready to buy her first crane. I mean, what an amazing aspirational story for young women who are thinking about getting into construction to see. So that's one of the big benefits. It's just seeing yourself in that business and being inspired to start it yourself. Also, potential members to your credit union want to belong to institutions that are practicing diversity and inclusion efforts. They feel empowered by patronizing institutions that were built by their own community members. And it's a great business development opportunity as well, because those diverse suppliers that you're taking on or considering taking on could be your next seg. The other thing that it's wonderful to do is it gives you an opportunity to create an educational component to your supplier diversity programs and partnering with local organizations and national organizations to provide that educational component. What's the first step or first consideration for a credit union that is interested in starting a supplier diversity program? You definitely want to start with a good foundation when you're building your supplier diversity program. And something I've learned from successful supplier diversity programs is that before they even began an external supplier diversity program that was subject to public scrutiny, they looked at their organization internally. And so what I mean by that is before you even begin to develop your supplier diversity program, 
you need to ask yourself some thoughtful questions about your credit union. For instance, if your community chartered, is your membership a representation of the diversity of your community? Does your membership look like the community at whole that you're serving? Is your leadership team representative of the diversity of your community and your employee base? Do you already have an established diversity, equity, and inclusion program for internal hiring and job growth? And when I'm talking about these questions, these aren't just data-driven questions. This isn't just about percentages and making sure that you're checking off boxes. These are really questions that may necessitate a deep dive into your internal culture, both with your staff and externally with your members. So I think that the, the big work that you have to do before starting the supplier diversity program is talking with your employees and also really starting from the top with your board of directors and your executive leadership team about internal diversity, inclusion, equity practices. So when we're talking about starting the program itself, you want to set some tangible goals along the way. For instance, let's say you're building a new branch, you're expanding, building a new branch. So set an internal goal of 30% of the suppliers that you hire to build that new branch come from diverse suppliers. Many successful programs will award larger projects to a known or established prime, but require that the prime brings on a certain percentage of diverse subcontractors. And you will need to define what counts as a diverse supplier. So we talked about it before, typically businesses that are 51% plus owned by someone considered diverse. You may also want to take it a step further and ask those businesses to be certified to prove they are diverse businesses. Many federally funded infrastructure projects have required DBE goals for those bidding. So basically with DBE goals, the prime awardee must meet the goals through their subcontractors or show the steps they went through to prove that they made the best effort possible to seek DBE participation. Let's define what DBE is. DBE is a well-known business certification. So one of the most well-known is the SBE, the Small Business Enterprise Certification. DBE is Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Certification. Other well-known certifications are the MBE, which is the Minority Owned Business Enterprise, a WBE, which is Women Owned Business Enterprise, and the LGBTBE, an LGBT-owned business enterprise. These certificates are vetted and distributed through a number of government agencies. Again, the most highly known, the DBE, which is administered through the U.S. Department of Transportation, but that does not mean that that business has to be in the business of transportation to apply for the DBE certification. So again, the certifications kind of can do the work for you as far as proving that that business would be considered diverse. Another thing with supplier diversity programs is how are you going to get these RFPs out to the general public so that these businesses can even know that they have potential work to bid on? The agencies that administer the certificates often have 
large databases. And you can access the databases publicly, and they're usually navigable by trade and certification holdings. This is especially crucial when you are establishing the outreach you'll do for each project. So you can get contact information. You can do things like email blasts, online workshops, what have you, to get the word out about your projects coming up. It's so important that you do the outreach because you could have the supplier diversity program, but if people don't know about it, if you're not getting the word out, then it's not really going to be effective, which is why you want to consider partnering with other organizations to get the word out. As an example, a supplier diversity program I was working with We did a co-sponsored workshop with an organization that focuses on disabled-owned businesses. And so they helped define what a disabled-owned business is. You'd be surprised at what can fall into that category. And they were able to use their network to do outreach. So we used our network, they used their network, and we were able to get a really, really diverse, interesting robust audience for our presentation. Let's say a credit union has implemented a supplier diversity program and it's off and running. Do you have any best practices for stretch goals and making sure that the goals you're working toward are in line with your credit union's values? Once you bring a firm into your program, even if they don't win the project that they bid on or were interested in, you want to keep them in the fold of your supplier diversity program. You don't want to just say, well, it didn't happen this time, so good luck. You want them to keep coming back and looking at other opportunities. And so what I would say is because credit unions are so committed to education Consider establishing a technical assistance mentoring program that can help small businesses prepare to bid on your project. Just because they know about your project doesn't mean they know how to prepare for it. So you can think about things like teaming up with your local chamber of commerce or a nonprofit business organization that can help provide assistance to small businesses. Again, this is a business development opportunity, community development and also supplier diversity development program. Again, we talked about making your RFPs more visible, requests for proposals. So if you start one of these technical assistance programs, maybe having a simple web page or somewhere where they can go to see resources, see opportunities that are coming down the pipe in your company for them to bid on. Fostering matchmaking opportunities, this is huge. Diverse suppliers don't often have time because they're running a small business to do a lot of networking. And so creating events that they can network, especially during COVID, where you can create an online Zoom with breakout rooms where you can do matchmaking events, huge. Your diverse suppliers don't necessarily have to be primes on a project. You know, many small businesses sub under primes. So meeting those primes, those big companies and saying, hey, you know, I do insulation. I know that you don't have an insulation department in your company. Let's talk together. Maybe we can become your insulation go-to subcontractors. And it gives those small businesses and the primes as well opportunities to practice their pitch. So you could even, with your technical assistance program, 
have a whole track that's just about preparing people for their pitches. And you could even have a pitch panel at the end where, you know, some of the companies that you work with pitch, you could even make it fun for members. Maybe they could join in and kind of say who they liked best or, you know, things like that. So the technical assistance program is a real way that you can solidify and grow your supplier diversity program. Another thing about best practices is that it can sometimes seem overwhelming to start. So you don't have to say, okay, well, we're redoing our headquarters. So we're going to start a supplier diversity program right now and establish it. And here we go. Maybe you start with one of your smaller things. Yeah, the coffee break room, we want to zhuzh it up a little bit. Let's find some local interior designers who might be able to help us. So yeah, starting small is always great. What resources would you recommend for credit unions to learn more about supplier diversity and get started with building a program? Harvard University created this online test that measures your implicit biases. And so I think that that is a a great place to start because it will help you and your team understand where implicit bias may lie, even within yourself or with your institution. And it's also really interesting. It's fun. It's fun to take, you know, so I definitely recommend that. As far as getting information about starting a supplier diversity program, I think that one of the best places to start is the NMSDC, that is the National Minority Supplier Diversity Council. So their website talks about establishing internal and external supplier diversity programs, not just supplier diversity, but equity, inclusion, diversity, that whole thing. So that's a great place to start. And of course, I am always a resource too. I am happy to consult with credit unions about getting started on their own supplier diversity programs using my experience, both with credit unions and supplier diversity. My whole philosophy is big ideas one step at a time so I can help you take this huge giant idea and break it down into bite-sized pieces so it doesn't seem quite so overwhelming. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio.